0: Um, it's uh, one detailed end of urban design this and one that we don't explore very often but one which exercises a profound influence over the way we uh, design our cities and adapt them to to the future Um, so designing the underworld rethinking the way we design and manage the space beneath our streets Um, these Two shots encapsulate the issues on, on the left hand side you 've got a street uh, it 's ugly it 's obstructed by by waste which has been routinely as part of the regular waste collection process left on the surface. Um, there are trip hazards it 's an uneven surface uh, it 's difficult to maintain an even surface on account of the um, the uh, digging up of the the footway periodically. And all this costs money to maintain and below the surface there 's a, a complex web of pipes, cables uh, ducts, and when the utility companies going to maintain these, um, the tendency is to damage the equipment of other utilities companies it costs money to to do this it 's not really sustainable, and there are streets certainly in London where the utility is so densely packed it's pretty much impossible to renew things like major major gas mains. Um, <clears throat> so, anyone know where this is? Nope? It's Oxford Circus. Um, or how about this? Um, this one is the Strand uh, here. Anybody recognize this one? Nope. I'm surprised you can't pick these up. This is um, the Edinburgh Tram outside uh, uh, Haymarket Station. Um, and we know that the, the, the problems with utilities um, are buried utilities that needed to be uh, either diverted or um, maintained prior to the, the tram tracks going down led to a substantial over, overspend on the on the contract, and it led to the uh, the line being terminated in Edinburgh rather than going to, down to Leith, as had been the original plan. So we're dealing with a major major issue here. Um, Another example, you can see those flimsy cables being draped across. It's really difficult for uh, road, road workers to operate under these conditions. And there you can see. That's just a, a coaxial cable, I think, that's been laid a few inches below the road surface. Um, how they managed to dig around that, uh, it's quite remarkable. Gower Street in London, you see the same sort of thing. These are, these are main core London streets, and we've got this very strange way of approaching utilities. It can't be, surely, it can't be efficient. And this, anywhere, anyone know where this is? Uh, a highly disfigured road surface, which has been opened a number of occasions and is collapsing, is Trafalgar Square. And this is <clears throat> maybe the, what ought to be one of the most prestigious sites in, in London. Um, it can be like this. Um, this is point in a really high quality public realm scheme. Um, another another shot. But if, if these surfaces are opened up, um, it breaks the, the structure of the road and failure soon follows on, unless the work is done exceptionally well, and that is often not the case. Um, this example from Sheffield shows what can happen. Um, so we turn the clock back a bit to the Regency period, and in this time, um, the housing and the streets were designed together as one. Um, the buildings are functional. Um, there's places to cook stuff, uh, to accommodate staff. But underneath the street, there is cellarage built in where coal could be stored, um, maybe waste. Who knows? But it's a, it's a very elegant, elegant and integrated solution. And we are nowhere near that now. Um, 1910, RIBA Royal Institution of British Architects held a, uh, a town planning conference. 1910. Um, this was a, from a paper by Eugène Henard on "Oui Um And you can see there the the overall approach to the design of the street incorporated into the, the cross-sectional design of the buildings as well. So we're talking about not just architecture but a fully functional urban cross-section. Um, surely. We should be thinking in terms of that. Um, And, um, well, that's the sort of thing you see now. Um, Waste is dealt with visibly, unattractively. The the footway outside is pretty much wrecked. It's not an attractive place. And yet, when these properties were first built, this would have been amongst the most prestigious uh, of addresses in this particular town. So, streets for the 21st century Above ground, we want something that's attractive, allows barrier-free movement for all people, um, both disabled and fully ambulant, um, free of trips, free of potholes, ideally, we should be able to leave the surface alone without having to dig the thing up at all. And it should be easy to clean as well. I don't know whether you you notice that people are apt to drop chewing gum, and if you go down to Farringdon Railway Station, you can see... Um, chewing gum, has become a secondary uh, surfacing material, um, it's difficult to clear off bitumen macadam surfaces. It's easy enough to do off stone. But with the stone surface, you need uh, to have a robust structure that lies underneath it. And below ground, we've got all of the essential utilities. Um, we need to plant trees. Um, waste collection, which Peter will be talking about. Suds, flood storage, Well, I'll go onto to these in, in a little bit more detail now. Firstly, trees. Um, they add so much to the quality of our experience of towns and cities. Um, but so often, we see this, and this is uh, a tree, I think it's down on the embankment, and you can see its roots are competing with cables and water supply pipes. Um, that's not an ideal circumstance in which to, uh, a, a tree can flourish. Um, the Trees and Design Action Group published this, Trees and Hard Landscape, a guide for delivery. And on the, <clears throat> on the right-hand side of the slide, you can see the illustration from Designing Streets and also Manual for Streets, Manual for Streets published in 2007 for, for tree pits. They are part of street design. Um, what do trees need? I won't go into these in detail, but <clears throat> the thing to do is to download a copy of uh, Trees and Hard Landscape for your own use. Um, trees need, a living, they're living organisms, their roots need space to absorb water and to exchange gases. Without that, they're going to uh, suffer and potentially die. There are different planting systems that the, the guide discusses, raft systems. Um, it's to take the, the the weight of whatever is on the surface off the roots of the trees uh, the, the, <clears throat> and to, to provide them room to grow. Um, There's cage systems, there's proprietary concrete products and um, uh, Green Blue Urban, who were the the sponsors of the 2016 National Urban Design Conference, this is one of their projects outside St. Paul's. And you can see um, in a new scheme, these trees are doing remarkably well and they've achieved quite a good size in a remarkably short period of time. Um, Suds and surface water flooding. This is uh, a a, a shot from the Environment Agency website showing uh, where we are, which is here, and the risk of flooding in the surrounding area um, caused by intense uh, rainfall that tends to happen in the the summer, spring, summer, and early early autumn. This is an example of a uh, a rainstorm in Bracknell, which uh, deposited a huge amount of water over a very narrow location in Bracknell uh, back in May 2000. And these sorts of things are going to increase in frequency as the, the, the climate increases in temperature. Um, not to be confused with flooding from main rivers. That's a different sort of flooding altogether, and it's caused by a different type of weather, large weather systems that tend to sweep in from the Atlantic. This is more to do with uh, localised convective storms, thunderstorms, that sort of thing, and um, causes localized, intense flooding, whereas almost all surfaces start to accumulate water. Uh, streets flood, and the, the, the rainwater channels into the low, lower-lying areas and basements. Um, what can we do? Here's the rain gardens in Ashford, in Kent, as part of the, um, of the removal of the ring road scheme there. And <clears throat> in terms of guidance... Uh, Syria, the Construction Industry Research and Information Association, published a SUDS manual in 2015. Um, It uses some of the graphics out of the Trees and Design Action Group publications, and it's encouraging to see two organizations um, pooling their resources and developing a common message. So um, an example for a a fairly low-cost measure, um, cross-sections of streets, a wider street... But you can see it incorporates um, the attenuation of rain, rain, rainwater as well as um, landscaping. It's a more of a combined solution. And these are the sorts of things that you see um, installed below, rainwater storage. Um, the, uh, and a bit of technical detail there. The, the problem <clears throat> with science can be that if the, uh, the highway is opened, the, the pipe work can be damaged and the suds cease to operate effectively as as suds. And it's why maybe we need a more considered and organized approach to the way we manage the subsurface. Water recycling. Um, Syria also published a uh, a document a couple of years ago on water-sensitive urban design, and the urban design group were were pleased to support this, and an illustration what could a water-sensitive city look like. It's about using wastewater, treating it, recycling it, trying to get a a, a circular flow of water, as well as things like green roofs. Um, But to do this requires an infrastructure. And in California, um, they've started to introduce a a system of these mauve or purple pipes. Um, You need big ones. And to get the water through to houses, you need small ones. And it's yet another thing that would need to be added to the surface below streets. District heating. Another example, um, the pipes here are particularly big, um, often going nowadays with uh, showcase our architect design um, heat, heat facilities. Also, um, as well as district heating, you can get district cooling. You can transfer the waste heat from one building to provide space heating for, for an adjoining building or, or down the street, but to do it, you need an infrastructure and the place for that infrastructure at the moment is below ground and it has to compete for space with whatever's already there. So, um, yes, an aspiration of having fully designed streets. It's a funny thing that um, maybe when uh, mankind or humankind started living in towns and cities, the the way they were organised very much reflected need, um, weather, climate, geology, um, human behavior but I think as time has gone on more and more the way streets are designed and the subsurface is organized is more a reflection of the the legislation and the organization that's developed over um, many decades and even centuries and I thought it would be um, worth worthwhile just going over some of these things and um, this slide by the way is uh, by Dexter Hunt who's at the University of Birmingham and is studying um, one of the main alternatives is the, the, the possibility of combined utilities tunnels and ducts. And um, that's a slide on the right, um, showing different options. Uh, uh, combined utilities ducts that are flush with the surface, flush with the footway, say, or maybe something at a, a little little greater depth, or maybe maybe even a, a, a quite a substantial depth below the, below the surface. And um, there's an entrance to a combined utilities duct um, I think it's uh, on the junction of Queen Street, and I can't remember the other street. But if you want to go and have a look at it, it's about fifteen minutes' walk that way. Um, the streets around the Aldwych uh, and Kingsway have combined utilities tunnels. Um, anyway, the legislation—I um, just put up a little bit of the, uh, the legislation that uh, influences how. Uh, streets are evolving. We've got the Highways Act, 1980, creates a duty to maintain the highway. There's the new Roads and Streetworks Act, 1991, and this is the the main bit of legislation that uh, controls the behaviour of utilities. And of course utilities are not all of the things that we've been discussing tonight. It doesn't include district heating. It doesn't include waste. Um, So There's duties to coordinate street works that are placed on the uh, on the street authority. The maintenance of street works register. Um, There are codes of practice, and that's the uh, code of practice for coordination of street works and work work for road purposes and related matters. Um, The Traffic Management Act um, creates a sort of uh, lane rental potential. Um, It also places a duty on. Uh, highway authorities, or is it traffic authorities, I get confused um, to uh, secure the expeditious movement of traffic and to remove barriers to movement. Um, There's mention in the General Permitted Development Order um, that gives uh, statutory undertakings uh, some powers to uh, undertake certain development, generally small development, without planning permission. But there's also some um, very important legislation, including I put down here the Equality Act and also the Public Services Social Value Act. Um, this legislation has not really been applied to the above legislation by the authorities that um, are actually covered by it. so the Equality act it um, requires every public authority. In carrying out its functions, to have due regard to the need to and a number of different things, such as the need to eliminate discrimination uh, that is unlawful under the Equality act, the, the need to promote equality of opportunity and when it comes to having a well, specifying a waste collection system that involves blocking the the footway um, arbitrarily and relatively randomly at least once a week. I just question whether that, that sort of a system is lawful under, under the Equality Act. In my opinion, it's not. I doubt whether many waste management contracts have had due regard to that particular duty under the Equality Act. Similarly, um, the Public Services Social Value Act, that requires local authorities, when letting contracts, to have regard to the well-being of the people who live in the area. So I think there's some legal levers that invite us to rethink the way streets are designed and managed and the subsurface of streets in particular. Um, In terms of design guidance, um, the the main guidance we've got is from the National Joint Utilities Group. Um, On the top right, you see uh, recommendations, the the recommended positioning utility apparatus in a two-meter-wide footway. Um, that's the only diagram in this particular guidance. Um, they produced uh, a, a, about three years ago, four years ago, a guidance note on town centre redevelopments, but there's no actual diagrams, design-related diagrams. They just refer to considering diverting out of the area altogether, or introducing service corridors, or maybe providing ducts. So one of the questions is, do we need a more sophisticated array of guidance, um, a more comprehensive array of guidance that covers how we get to treat the uh, surface, the, the, the space underneath our streets in a more comprehensive and holistic way? And my last slide is about ownership and operation. And again, there are complexities here. Um, if you're a highway authority... The, uh, all of the preceding acts apply. If it's a private street then many of them don't and there is far greater potential to um, exercise control over what's happening. Um, we know that house builders, there is a, tend, a trend in some areas for house builders to retain a highway in private ownership and not have that highway adopted. Do we need a planning regime for the space beneath, below our streets ground use planning, um, one might call it, um, are there different ways of organizing the way utilities are managed, and uh, atkins presentation about um, providing the uh, the utilities, the networks and then selling them on I think is an interesting way forward. Um, there are many different uh, approaches here um, but I, these slides were just to illustrate that there 's other issues than the the physical side of things and I I think unfortunately the legislation and the organization is causing us major problems It's hugely complex and my experience is that people know about one area of law and not the other and it's not surprising considering the complexity